Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. Jennifer is here. Great idea of calling Julia in to answer phones today. Yeah, baby. (laughs) They're busy. We've got Judy and Nick and John all on hold. Everybody's trying to get something done around their house, and that's why we show up every single Saturday morning to see what we can't do to earn the privilege of becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And we do that by protecting you, informing you, and educating you, hopefully with a little entertainment along the way, of what you can or cannot do in and about and around your house, home, castle, or cabin, from the foundations to the rooftops and everything in between. But let's get to the people who have been on hold. Some of these people held on through the top of the hour news and everything else. Let's get to who's been holding the longest. Nick has a kitchen question. Let's see if we can get Nick going, and then we'll go to John, then we'll go to Judy as quick as we can. Good morning, Nick. Got to get to the phone. Nick! Gary D, throw Nick on hold and see if uh, either John or Judy are right there standing by. We'll get back to Nick. Who are we going to bring up? Let's see if we can bring Judy on. Okay. Just because I like the name Judy. She was my prom date. Okay. Judy. Judy. Hi. Hello, Miss Judy. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning. How can we help you? My pleasure. Uh, what we have is a three-bedroom house, or three-bathroom house, excuse me, and two with tubs. And we, we've we been thinking of changing the master bed bathroom's uh, tub to a shower enclosure. And we wondered if it decreased the value of the house if we only have one uh, bathroom. I don't know if they call it a, a partial bathroom when you have a shower. I believe so. You, and if we have two that way and one only one with a, a tub, what you, would it do to the value of the house? You're, you're not going to hurt the value of the house at all. And I think the great majority of realtors would agree with me uh, that as long as there is one tub, uh, a lot of folks of my generation like that. But I'll also tell you the younger millennials that are buying now, don't even know what a bathtub looks like. They do everything in the shower. Uh, so you do what you want to do in that bathroom. And uh, someone looking at the house later, uh, I tell you what, uh, updated shower in new plumbing fixtures and new surfaces is going to be worth more than an older tub for sure. So you aren't going to hurt the value of the home at all by sacrificing that one tub. Appreciate calling, Judy. Thanks a million. I can tell people that in my experience, when you go, and and when I went to the kitchen and bath show in Las Vegas, one of the things I was looking for is there are about 30 different ways I can rip out a tub and convert it to a shower. You have to decide, do I want it... uh, a barrier-free entry so I can wheel a chair into that shower or not. That's the first decision you have to make. But there are about 30 different systems out there for ripping the tub out and installing a shower. Uh, Only about two would be anything I'd ever put my name on. So be careful. 
proceed with caution. But I will tell you, Judy, you're going to need to be thinking, depending on the level of plumbing fixtures and finishes and surfaces you're going to put in there, you need to be thinking in the range of about fifteen to $30,000 is what it's going to take. Okay, with that said, you think we got Nick lined up? Yes. Hey, Mr. Nick, what are you up to today? Um, I enjoy listening to you. Every time um, I turn the radio on, I I like you, uh, and I'm glad that uh, the other caller asked about how you're doing. That's been on my mind for the longest time after you had that. uh, Well, quite, quite, quite honestly, I'm doing much better than I sound. The last little thing they have to fix is my vocal cords. So, and I'm putting that off as long as I can. I've had enough of doctors, hospitals, and needles. <laughs> okay. Well, you get you you get to that. And um, I have a question about. I have a, a condo. I'm living in Sun City, 1972. It's old, uh, Del Webb, and that's it's just over a thousand, maybe 1,100 square foot. I think you're right. You gave me an idea. Uh, I think I'm gonna. Pass the bathroom up because it does. It comes with the tub. I'm going to leave that alone for now. Maybe uh, later on. Um, I've been going around looking at other people's work because uh, you can see that they have uh, cars out there and contractors. You know, the real right. estate they have their own crew. Right. So uh, I've seen you know the bathrooms where they rip the tub out and put in a flush yes. uh, as big as they can shower yeah. and a low lift so you can get a wheelchair. There you but go. I'm going to leave it alone because I do like your idea about the tub. Okay. My my uh, thing is the kitchen. It comes with a galley kitchen. Um, I've I've seen them do work there too. Uh, they they take the whole partition down on one side of the wall and they right. extend along one wall. I like to go something like that. Um, and I like to know what your your idea about left left hand and right hand because when I bought the condo, I noticed the entrance door, the the, the entrance lock, the doorknob where you put the key in is upside down. So it's a right-hand door, isn't it? When you uh, well, you, you... Uh, now I'm going to tell you how we figure it out. But I will tell you this: if you go to five door shops in Phoenix, they'll tell you three different ways to determine if it's a right hand or left hand. If you close the door and stand on the side of the hinges, okay, so you can see the hinges. Are they on the right-hand side or the left-hand side? And that determines if it's a right-hand or left-hand door. That's the most prominent way of determining right-hand or left-hand. Now, as it relates to kitchen, Nick, with you living in Sun City, I would tell you, you need to get on rosieonthehouse.com, plug in kitchen remodel, Sun City zip code, and it's going to take you to a company called TWD that has a kitchen and bath showroom that you can just go walk through and take a look at. They specialize in working in that particular neighborhood, and they've been members for over about 10 years, I recall. Uh, That's the the other hardest thing about this accident. I've lost track of of history. Uh, I'll say, well, I met you five years ago, and they'll say, no, you met me 15 years ago. Uh, Timeline's a little skewed. The timeline's a little skewed, but... TWD is a great opportunity for you just to go in and and take a look. Maybe bring a couple pictures of your kitchen, and they can show you how we can blow out that galley 
take away that uh, interior partition and open the kitchen up. Uh, a huge value-added uh, remodel that we're doing a ton of. So uh, appreciate the kind words, Nick, and appreciate the phone call. Let's see if we can get to John real quick. That's Frank. No, John. I'm sorry. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Appreciate your services and all you do. Uh, and I hope you get well soon. I am. Um, I'm well. I, I don't sound well, but I'm well. Well, no, you're sounding better. I, I listen to you every Saturday. You're okay. coming around. All right, good. I don't think you're going to need much duct tape uh, much more. Long, <laughs> okay, longer. good, good, good. I'm going I'm to anyway, appoint you my new doctor. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Listen, uh, my daughter bought a house uh, a couple of months ago on the east side here in Tucson, and she went through the realtor, through the house inspection and all, and uh, she noticed about four days ago there was a funny noise popping in the house when she took a shower. So and she called me because I used to do maintenance years ago. I'm retired now from electrical, plumbing, and carpentry. And anyway, I told her to go in the hallway where the uh, hot water heater is and open up the door and see if that hot water heater is talking to her. So she she went out there. Her, her husband went out there, opened up the door, and sure enough, the sound was coming from the hot water heater. The hot water, hot water heater was put in three years ago. Uh I contacted the realtor, and the realtor said that the seller said that he drained it only once. Uh, my question to you is, I'm going to go over there this afternoon, and I'm going to drain it okay. and see how much settlement comes out of it. But do you think possibly the hot water, it looks brand new, it looks perfect, uh, is damaged because it only was damaged once? Or what do you think from your experience? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd drain it. I'd do exactly what you're thinking about doing and see if that doesn't solve it. Because if there is some sediment buildup, that can be causing the noise. Uh, make sure the temperature isn't set too high. Uh, you know, you don't want it at scald temperature. Uh, that, too, can cause a lot of noise if the thermostat is maxed out to as high as it can be set. So check those two things, and I'm guessing that will probably eliminate the problem. If not, we may be dealing with a air hammer and we may need to put an air hammer arrestor on uh, one of the uh, faucets inside that bathroom that's causing the knocking those would be that would be exactly my plan of attack drain it uh, refill it watch for it uh, if it still does it consider going to a, 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 a air arrestor valve and none of those things you're thinking about doing costs a lot of money it's just going to take a little bit of time but that's why she has you as her retired dad that's right right yeah and, yep yep they and, never forget my number never and anyway, and, and all the things you listed and you take care and get well soon in your and your whole program is an asset to the city of tucson and surrounding areas thank you john i appreciate it he listed his credentials i think as plumber electrician and property management that's that, that's that's all the qualification I need for a new surgeon. <laughs> he's he's my new doctor. We can ask him what metric tape is. Too. Yeah, we can ask him, hey, what's metric tape? All right, we're going to go on a quick break here. We're going to come back with special guests talking about how uh, to eliminate the largest potential fire danger in your house. And you don't even know where it is. Reason.
cruising through a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning at my house, Rosie on the house. Thank you for tuning in. All right, we've brought in a special guest. You know, one of the ways we try and become every Arizona homeowner's best friend is provide you a newsletter you can subscribe to that gets delivered to your email box every Thursday. And it comes with a tip on what we're going to be covering on air this Saturday. Right now, we're going to be talking about lint removal. And not from your belly button, but from your dryer. <laughs> no, I said not from oh, there. good. <laughs> but, I was just echoing. I was just letting you know what your audience was saying. Oh, but, but I'm talking about the lint buildup from your clothes dryer. And you say, well, who are you going to bring in to talk about that? We have an expert on that. Miss Becky, thank you for coming in. Miss Becky joins us. She's a Rosie certified uh, contractor, Arizona chimney sweep. Nope. And chimney and air ducts. Arizona out. chimney and air ducts. Now, I got to know the story about how someone moves to Phoenix, Arizona and becomes a chimney sweep. Well, I didn't move to Phoenix, Arizona. I was actually born. You're a native. Right here. Yes, in St. Joseph's Hospital. Wow. Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome. Been here a long time. We're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, just just say we've both seen a lot of changes, right? We have a lot of changes in the valley. Good changes, though. How, how do you migrate into specializing in fireplaces on a desert floor in Maricopa County? Well, we just happened to have a fireplace in our home, and we needed it serviced. And we decided, hey, we, there's not very many companies out there doing this. And my husband just happened to come across a, an article written about chimney cleaning, and it was history. I'll be darned. Yep, just basically history. We started the company in 1985. Um, as only chimney cleaning, uh, customers were requesting dryer vent cleaning, so we shortly added that to our services. And then just about eight years ago, we added air duct cleaning. So we are evolving through time. Well, we have found many times when people are complaining about dust in their home, we've got to get in and check the integrity of the ductwork. But I can't tell you how many times the source is the clothes dryer. And you just pull that thing out. And the amount of hairballs and lint balls that are crammed into the exhaust tube and all over the ground. I mean, it's just spewing it out into the air. It is. But uh, it's a good thing when it's coming out in the air. At least it's not clogged. Um, that's probably the worst possible thing you want to happen to your dryer vent is for it to become 100% clogged because that's when the fire uh, hazard is definitely there. One of the number one fire hazards residentially across the entire country. It is very true, yes, and we appreciate being here today because we truly do believe that the key to prevention is education, and that's what we want to give our listeners today is the education of just how dangerous it is. Now, do you have homeowners calling you just for a dryer vent cleanup? 
Most definitely. Yeah. I'm always surprised when a homeowner calls me and says, well, I called my appliance technician because my dryer was not working. Yeah, it won't get warm. And they'll, they'll say, well, have you had your vent checked and cleaned? And they'll say, what, what do you mean? <laughs> and uh, the appliance guy will just say, call Call a dryer vent cleaner. Call Do Becky. that first. Call Becky. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that is a lot of the problem with your dryer not drying efficiently is that it's all clogged up in the vent line. I'm looking at these photos. They just absolutely have me. I mean, a dryer vent leaves the back of the dryer, goes into a wall cavity. Ideally, your laundry room is on an outside wall, and it goes straight through the outside wall straight. No bins, no flexes, no nothing straight, and dumps it out. But that's not the case for most people. Many times, the vent duct goes straight up, maybe 6 feet, 8 feet, 10 feet, 14 feet. Average is actually anywhere from 20 to 30 feet. And how, how is a dryer, closed dryer, blowing motor supposed to have enough power to blow that lint through that column of air. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to answer this simply, Rosie. <laughs> well, the biggest problem is you have to think about when you're, when you're drying your clothes, they're wet. So what happens is it then in turns gets your vent line wet and moist. And then if you have lint that's passing through there, it's going to stick. So it sticks to all the moisture and dries. And I can't imagine how many units y'all go to where you're pulling the dryer out and someone's applied the little flex duct that you can buy at the hardware companies to connect it. And it's got about nine bins in it before, before it even gets to the junction in the wall. Yes, we cut a lot of those down. You only need enough length just to get it hooked up. And you want to try to keep it at a minimal so that that is the least amount of your problem is that uh, that flex duct behind your dryer. And you always want to make sure it's made out of metal. Anybody that has a plastic one still out there needs to get rid of it. We always bring you something to think about around your house or home. This one thing, let's get it taken care of and keep up with it so it doesn't all pile up in a deferred maintenance nightmare. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to Rosie on the House. Well, I learned a couple things about uh, my Christmas tree this year. Jennifer and I went out and picked ourselves up a fresh, noble fir. I brought it home, and I put it in a five-gallon bucket, and I filled the bucket to the very, very rim with water. And I left the bottom of the tree slightly off the bottom of the bucket. I was just curious... How much would this tree drink all by itself? And in a day, it was over a third of a gallon. So when you get that tree home and you make that fresh cut on the bottom of it, know this, that tree's going to require about the equivalent of a gallon milk jug of water every three to four days. Now you wonder why your trees are always dried out by New Year's? That's why. They still drink a lot of water. That's a very important consideration 
for the safety of your home and that tree. Other considerations I want you to think about. Keep the tree at least three feet away from any heat source, like a heater, radiator, fireplace. I would even tell you, keep it away from the supply register of your central heating and air conditioning unit. That warm air blowing on the tree is only going to dry it out that much quicker. I'll tell you another thing I would recommend. Go to LED lights, which are much cooler burning than the old traditional lights, and use clips, putting the string of lights clipped to the limbs as opposed to the lights actually resting on the pine needles, thereby drying it out even faster. So there's just a couple things. And of course, if you have an artificial tree, you got to get it labeled UL fire resistant, right? I didn't even need to say that one, did I? Okay, only use indoor lights indoors. Only use outdoor lights outdoors. And when you leave the house, turn the lights off. Now, my last safety warning for all my Arizona homeowners is ladders. I can't tell you how many emergency room visits are going to occur this holiday season from people decorating, crawling up and down ladders. And if you'll just avoid doing two things, we'll cut that number way down. Never, ever go up or down a ladder wearing flip-flops as your shoe wear. As you're coming back down, that little flippy-flop thing off the back of your heel gets caught on the rung of the ladder, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you're on your head in no time. No flip-flops ascending or descending a stepladder or an extension ladder, all right? Do me that favor. Get a firm pair of shoes on. The other thing that people do with a ladder that is invariably wrong is they descend the ladder face out using their heels to catch the rung of the ladder as they come down the ladder because they've got something in their hands. They want to hand it to somebody else or they're reaching for another pile of string lights that someone's handing them. Never, ever ascend or descend a ladder facing away from the ladder using your heels on each rung. I'm telling you, there's nothing, nothing more painful than a cracked heel bone. And that's the fastest way in the world you're going to find that out. So the last thing I want to talk to you all about is electrical cords. A lot of you neat freaks plug the cord into the receptacle in the wall, and it's a little bit too long. So you coil it really, really nice and neat and clean, all coiled up before you plug it in to the other end of the light. Well, that's called a coil for a reason. We have a coil in our car that magnifies electricity, and we do it by sending electricity in a circle. I've seen electrical extension cords. Now, I'll tell you this, this was in the summer when it was hot, but I've seen electrical cords coiled up, number eight and number 10 safety electrical cords, 100, 150 footer coiled up, literally running one saw and melting into a giant blob. That electricity being run in a circle actually accentuates the circuitry and the heat being generated. So don't coil your extension cords. Kind of spread them out and hide them and never run them underneath a carpet 
or a, a, a rug in the hall or around the tree, okay? Again, it gets a situation that's condition, conditions conducive for fire. And we don't want our holidays to end in that. So now that we got safety covered in about around the house, I want to talk to all you gals. I'm telling you what, the science of home construction is an excellent career opportunity. Stay tuned for this next conversation. Mariah Griffin from Marvell Masonry. Appreciate you joining us here today and sharing with us your expertise. Um, I'm always curious. We need more women in the construction industry. We really do. I mean, I would hire female superintendents. Everyone I could find, I would hire them. Um, how did you get into the trades as, as almost a stonemason, as I understand it? Yes. Um, you know, I grew up in Las Vegas. And in Las Vegas, obviously, we've always, they've been under construction for many, 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 many years. And so all my, as I was growing up in life, I was always on construction sites, always around construction. I started my first working jobs with construction. Then I ended up going to college and doing marketing. And I planned on being a marketer. Okay. But in my heart and soul, it was just, it had gotten in my blood, gotten in my soul. And even though I had a great position with a Fortune 500 company, I left and came back to construction, and I just love it. It's in my heart and soul, and and it's it's a great career for a woman, and I think that's a secret. It's a very very big secret. Women complement men. Obviously, we we get married, we have great relationships. We complement men in the construction world. Um, we can help with designs and styles and organizing and, and making sure that everything goes smoothly, just like in, in, in your home with the, with the man and the wife. And there's no shortages on opportunities. Oh. Everybody's looking for skilled labor right now. And um, I was just talking to Kowalski Construction yesterday. I was talking to Jim and he's he said we, we we could put ten more guys on tomorrow oh, if yeah. we could find the qualified people. Um, and, and with the industry going the direction it's going, housing going the way it's going, the labor shortage going the way it's going, for an educated, experienced, dedicated to excellent person, it is going to be an incredible career. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, a lot of people left the industry in the great crash. Um, and I, I, I say to them now, come back. I mean, it is, it, there is so much opportunity. I mean, we're looking for people at Marvell, um, you know, and it's a great place to start. You come and work at a company like Marvell, you learn about the products, learn about the industry. And there is so many contractors desperately looking for good, good people. And, and the career path, the sky's the limit. Not only do I hear, from our contractors. And virtually, if you go to rosyonnows.com and look at our list of certified contractors statewide, I don't know of one of them that isn't hiring right now. They're all hiring. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I get a lot of phone calls at the office. Okay, Rosie, I've got a, a nephew, graduated high school. Uh, not sure he wants to go to college. He's, he's dabbled uh, in uh, electrical. Uh, do you have somebody that would hire him? I said, oh, you bet I do. Absolutely. You know, I get lots of calls from parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. They're not sure they're ready to enter the scholastic 
career of a college education, and they just want to see what it's like. Uh, I had a nephew just two weeks ago had some interest in air conditioning, and I said, well, go into home energy audits. That's going to be the future. It's the science of building as well as the craft of building anymore. Absolutely. And the more the science you learn, the better position you're going to be in. And mentor. I mean, they're, they're out there to mentor you. If you're young and you've just trying to embark on your future, uh, you go out there and the, these companies will take you in and will work with you. And even Marvell, we will give you a very, you know, a, a part-time schedule, bring you in, help you understand the industry to where you, you know, when you're young, it's hard to find what, what you're looking for. And me personally, I love truly love what I do. And that's a, a blessing from God. And if you can find that, you're going to have a very, very good life. So if you just got out of college, you're not sure what you want to do, come over here to construction. All of us on all walks, all levels of construction will help you. And it would, you know, it, it, it helps you not only if you decide not to get into construction, it teaches you about business because everything happens in our industry. Absolutely. And if somebody was interested in career opportunities at, at Border Marvell, they could go to our website and apply or come into any of our stores and just let us know you're interested in joining our family and our team. And, and we'd love to have you. Do you have breath? Do you have temperature? Do you have pulse? And do you have a desire to learn? That's right. <laughs> Boom. You got a job. Yep, that's right. <laughs> add, work, add, add work ethic in there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You have to have work ethic. Uh, how soon are you available? Absolutely. Well, the, the labor shortage will continue. The trained labor shortage in particular will continue for a long time. And if you love the art of creating things, and uh, Mariah, you and I talked on the phone a little bit yesterday, I still get tickled to death driving through Paradise Valley or Carefree or Arcadia and see a job I built 20 years ago and just say, man, that still looks good. You know, I, I, I had a hand in that. And it's, it's, that's one of the things that I love about, my, about what I do is that as much as it sounds kind of silly to me, the fact that the jobs that I touch are going to be here probably after I'm gone, maybe not forever, but I, I put my little print on the earth and I'm so proud when I meet with my contractors and we finished a product project, I'm beaming because it's my little contribution. I mean, truly, people in construction, they build our world. And that's a noble profession. It is. It really is. And, and, and for those of you that enjoy creating things with your hands, love being outside. You were talking about being employed by a Fortune 100 company. I mean, some of the people I've remodeled for are national celebrities, mm -hmm. professional athletes, uh, people I would have never had the opportunity to meet if they didn't want to remodel their bathroom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you get to know them on a real personal level in that environment. Mariah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Rosie, for having me. All righty. We're here at Rosie on the House. Hey, in wrapping up, let me encourage you to consider shopping this season for your Arizona homeowner at the e-commerce store found at rosieonthehouse.com. Shop through the unique items that have all been tested by the Romero family and staff and fill your cart with our newly updated software and at checkout enter Rosie's Holidays. 
That is your discount coupon to receive 15% off any and all items included in the store. I'm talking about apparel. I'm talking about miscellaneous hardware, cleaning supplies, hand tools, outdoor living with yard and garden supplies and tools, storage and organization ideas, and painting tools and supplies. Fill up your cart at the e-commerce store at rosyonnows.com and at checkout, simply enter Rosie's Holidays for 15% off everything. Hey, there's one section in the store that's just for made in America products. Make sure you tour through that before you check out. Now, don't miss out on receiving your 2021 Rosie on the House home maintenance calendar. It is so much more than just a calendar. In 2020, had you had one of these calendars, you could have redeemed a $50 off coupon for pest control services at Blue Sky Pest. You could have, in Tucson, saved $1,000 off a bathroom remodel with Tucson Rebath. You know, Belgard Pavers was offering a 10% off any of their Western Stone fire pits, and they were including free delivery of any purchase of over $1,000. Look, this is more than a calendar. This is the only calendar I know that pays Arizona homeowners real money. And you know what? This calendar is a great gift idea. And this calendar is free. All you need to let us know at rosieonthehouse.com is your name and address. And if you want to hand out a few around the neighborhood or to families and you want a few extra copies, let us know. We've got plenty. If you've received a calendar by mail from us in the past, you do not need to notify us. You will get your one free calendar. Now, if you want a few additional, let us know. We'll be happy to get it to you. Now, the calendar includes all the editorial content for our weekly broadcast for all of the upcoming year. So you can literally make an appointment with yourself and with friends and with family to catch the topics that you're most interested in. So let us hear from you. You know, from the phone calls, the letters, all the emails, this all helps us direct the show to what you Arizona homeowners are most interested in. And we can research and dive in to the most Arizona up-to-date, accurate information of any other place. We are like the starting point for any Arizona home improvement, maintenance, or repair project. All right? (laughs) The best part, we're available for free. That's right. At Rosie on the House, we're free to Arizona homeowners. Use us to help guide you to the proper tools, proper products, and proper techniques that have proven to be successful here in our beautiful Arizona. (laughs) Now, And speaking of beautiful Arizona, I got to ask y'all, how many of y'all have discovered Dirks Bentley with the Phoenix Symphony, How I Love Arizona? I love you, Arizona, your mountains, deserts, and streams. I see in my 
you take the scenery from Arizona highways, the music of the Phoenix Symphony, sung by our own homegrown Dirks Bentley, a song that was written by our own homegrown Rex Allen Jr. You can find it at ArizonaHighways.com. I'm telling you, it is fabulous. The photography, the music, it's all great. Now that brings me to wrapping up this show. And uh, many of you know, I spend a lot of shopping time on the Arizona Highways shopping cart. And I send many, many relatives an annual subscription to Arizona Highways. I have to confess, now that we're over 7 million people in Arizona, I may stop doing that. (laughs) I may just stop doing that. Is it too late to keep Arizona just a little secret for those of us who know how great it already really is? Stay tuned to Rosie on the House because we're going to get your home and your house and your cabin all set up in a way that you're going to have the free time to go enjoy the state parks, the national parks, the natural wonders, and all of the great cultural centers. I'm talking from Nogales to Page, Bouse or Wikiup, all the way over to Ehrenberg, or all the way over to Eager and Springerville, and every point in between. It's a beautiful state. You live in a beautiful place. Let us help you over the course of this next year, get your house in shape, in a way you can get out and enjoy it. We don't want you to be a slave to your house. We want you to be free to enjoy this great state. 